0: Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey.
1: And I'm Mike Templeton. And we're... That was a little, was a little bit more energetic than normal, but I, I liked it. it was, almost, came, almost too energetic. Let's bring it I, down you know, you're right. There. But uh, but I'm, I my voice is up here right Richard now, Guffey. so it's kind of where I'm at. Well,
2: I'm, gonna I'm gonna bring nice it and warm down right here. Just I'm bring it down right here. here. All right, bring bring it nice and low. All right, welcome
3: to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Sit back. Relax. relax and have take nice your shoes pizza. off
1: and keep those shoes on
3: welcome to ninja turtle power hour after dark. put those
1: put those grippers away
3: spencer can we do an after dark
0: episode sometime <laughs> what does that imply exactly
1: yeah uh, well, yeah more what we more gonna, adult, adult oriented turtles, content no there's there's enough adult rated ninja turtles content that we don't need to cover on this show we don't need to there's, there's literally a porn star wants- named april o'neill come on I'm so we have our episode perfect. <laughs> I would, you know, what, you, know what, uh, it, you guys uh, it's funny. Are gonna like, have
0: to be the ones to cover that. One,
3: I
1: have, <laughs> I have friends that are friends with her. Like, I, no. Like, I yeah, no, because she lives in LA. Um, like, well, I,
3: I, there's a billion and one people in LA, well, are they like right, close right, personal but, friends? But the, nerd,
1: wow. but the nerd, but the nerd community is like, we're, it's very interconnected here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's like, if I don't know anybody that knows her, like, I'm probably at least two Kevin Bacon's away from her.
2: Oh man. I think it would
1: be but cool I, to have her on the show actually.
3: I've never seen the porn star Kevin Bacon, but I believe you.
1: <laughs> well, that, if that's something you want me to try and do on the show, I, l- let us know if you want us to get April on the show. <laughs> uh, I'm,
2: I'm going to
3: make several dummy uh, Discord accounts and come <laughs> and let us know.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Spencer, what are we doing today?
2: <laughs> Not that. All right. <laughs> Uh
0: right. We're going to be covering episodes 19, 20, and 21 of season 7 of the 1987 series.
3: Yeah, so that is Night of the Rogues, Attack of the Neutrinos, and Escape from the Planet of the Turtloids.
1: Night of the Rogues, one of probably the most hyped episodes of the 87 series. I yeah. Read. You
3: know, I was listening to, uh, uh, it was called turtle flakes at the time. It's called turtles forever now, but, uh, yeah. Good Rob's, Rob. Yeah. Rob's old co-host, uh, Joshua Rourke. I remember him saying one time that like, this is the, one of the best episodes of this show. And I had never heard of it. So I went out and watched it like that night. And I was like, man, that guy was onto something. Like I, I really enjoy this episode.
1: well, I guess uh, we'll find out how much you enjoyed that episode. in the section that comes after this section. So I guess, uh, Keith, tell us a story.
2: The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear. About Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it!
3: All right, I'm kicking us off here. Uh, Knight of the Rogues. This is Season 7 episode... Help me out here. 19.
1: Episode six, technically, of season seven, but uh, I think like 19 overall.
0: But yeah, with the DVD thing, the way the DVDs have it, it's episode. Well, I mean, even then, I guess with the way the DVDs have, it, that's not quite accurate. But yeah, it's like 21 on the DVDs anyway. Yeah.
3: So Knights of the Rogues, this is season seven, episode 19. First aired November 20th, 1993, written by the late great David Wise. So crime is down in the city, but the city's new crime commissioner is taking all the credit. This irks Raph, who notes that they're the ones who fight all the crime, and maybe the humans should start solving their own problems. Suddenly, April calls to tell the Turtles about an attack on the Hall of Records. The Turtles show up to stop Bebop, Rocksteady, and Shredder from looting the place, but Krang is there, and he's able to slink away with a document. Back at the Technodrome, Shredder reveals that he's rebuilt Chrome Dome. And is planning to recruit other bad guys from dimension x to rid the world of the turtles once and for all he locks up bebop and rock Studies so they won't interfere with his plan krang meanwhile has stolen a hundred year old sewer map that possibly points to some buried treasure april is able to deduce that the bad guys stole that sewer map from a 100 years ago and the turtles go to investigate the area covered by the map they come across shredder who reveals he's assembled the greatest rogues gallery the world has ever seen. We have Rat King, the Pied Piper of the Sewers, Slash, the evil turtle from Dimension X, Leatherhead, the caging Croc, Tempestra, the Mistress of Mayhem, Scumbug, a character we've never seen before, Antrax, another character we've never seen before, and it's, it's, it is explained that he's Krang's Royal Executioner. And also, the super robot Chrome Dome. The turtles try and fight them, but they're in way over their heads. They even try that whole, like, split up to, to, like, amass their forces. But they keep getting overwhelmed. Eventually, they decide on a tactical retreat and jump over a waterfall. Now, Rat King notes that the turtles got away and they could be anywhere in the city. So their best course of action is to try and draw them out instead of go after them. So the bad guys split up. We have Chromedome and Antrax attacking the stock exchange. Slash and Rat King are trying to steal the oldest pizza shop in New York, Yield Pizza Shop. And then Tempestra, Leatherhead, and Scumbug ambush Channel 6. April calls the Turtles to report on the situation. Leo is captured by Chromedome at the stock exchange. Slash, trash, slash traps Michelangelo under rubble after he throws Yield Pizza Shop at him. And Don and Raph are caught in an energy net created by Scumbug. Leatherhead also takes Vernon as his human pet. Uh, The Turtles are tossed in a big metal mascot on top of a building and left with a detonating device. Now Splinter's sixth sense is going off, so he runs to Channel 6 to meet up with April and Irma. He knows they need some more firepower, so he has April call Casey Jones while he contacts Zack, the fifth Turtle. They try to track the Turtles' comm signals, but the structure they're trapped in is interfering with the signals. The good guys come across the bad guys, headed back to meet up with Shredder to get paid, and Splinter says they need to get one of them to talk to reveal the the turtle's location. Luckily, Chromedome needs to recharge, so he kind of splinters off from the rest of the group of bad guys. And while he's recharging, Casey Jones goes all kick-ass on the robot. But since Chromedome is made of adamantium, Casey isn't getting very far. Splinter is actually able to lure Chromedome into a hydraulic crushing machine like in that movie Terminator, and Zack hacks his robot brain to learn the turtles' location and go free them. Now, what Krang was digging for earlier was an ancient spaceship of Captain Logos, which crashed to Earth thousands of years ago and is filled with the treasure that Shredder was going to use to pay all these bad guys for killing the turtles. But now the turtles are free, and have that detonating device from before, and they throw it into the spaceship and blow it up. Since they won't get paid, the rogues try to destroy Shredder and Krang, but luckily, Bebop and Rocksteady have escaped from the room Shredder locked them in and come to the rescue. The rogues disband since they aren't getting paid to kill the turtles. Raph realizes he does need the humans since they helped him in his time of need. Vernon also shows up and is kind of pissed that they always save April but never save him. The
1: end. Riveting television. Next up is Attack of the Neutrinos, original air date November 20th, 1993, the same day. April and the Turtles are investigating a band of criminals called the Mole Squad, who are notable for tunneling up into places and then robbing it blind. They manage to track down the criminals and engage them in a fight, but the Mole Squad escape with a device called the Sonic Pulverizer. Its inventor, Floyd O'Toole, is upset that all of his devices are stolen by criminals and swears off all scientific endeavors. So he gives the Turtles all his files, including a videotape of a device called the Hyperthruster. While discussing inventions, Donatello mentions that he has created a trans-dimensional communicator that allows them to talk to the neutrinos whenever they want. The neutrinos have to cut their message short, however, as they're being attacked by rock soldiers. They're cornered by General Tragg. At Channel 6, Vernon steals the tape from April's camera so he can scoop her story, but it turns out that her videotape was mixed up with Floyd O'Toole's. And thus, he's broadcasting the top-secret information on the air. And as a result, Crank sees the tape on the news and is quite interested in using it to get the Technodrome off of the ocean floor. General Tragg calls to announce that he's captured the neutrinos finally, and they've brought through the trans-dimensional portal. Krang's idea is to use the Neuralizer to turn the Neutrinos aggressive and vicious and then set them loose on the Turtles. Zack and Dask head off to do as they're told, but Kala decides to cause trouble on the Technodrome instead. As she rampages through the place, she accidentally sets off a strange sonic signal, which nullifies the effects of the Neuralizer, and she hops back into the air car and leaves. The Turtles are walking in the sewer where they see Zack and Dask's Starmobile approaching and are met with a hail of laser fire. The neutrinos bury them in a, under a fallen wall and fly up to the surface, but the turtles are mostly unharmed. They follow the Starmobile into a mall and chase them through the stores, causing a lot of damage along the way. Now that Cal is gone from the Technodrome, Krang wants Shredder, Rocksteady, and Bebop to get O'Toole's tape from Channel 6 and sends them in, in one of his new amphibious modules to go get it. They burst into the newsroom and Vernon hands it over immediately before getting taken prisoner by Shredder. Kala appears and rescues the turtles by fending off Dask and Zack, and eventually the turtles figure out what it is that snapped her out of it. The turtles then have to take some time out of their attempt to stop Zack and Dask to deal with the mole squad. And this time, they get the Sonic Pulverizer back. Donatello reprograms it to a specific frequency, but it doesn't work when he has the chance to fire it at Zack and Dask. Kala heads up in her Starmobile to engage her brainwashed friends while Donatello tries to fix the Sonic Pulverizer. And as they're about to fire on her, Donatello successfully nullifies the effect, turning them back to normal. Just then, April calls to inform them about Shredder taking the videotape in Vernon. Fortunately, the Starmobiles can easily reach the Technodrome. Krang has since finished building the Hyperthruster and begins lifting the Technodrome from the ocean floor. As Donatello deals with the Techno... As Donatello deals with the technical side of things, the neutrinos head back through the portal to Dimension X, and Raphael and Michelangelo rescue Vernon and from Rocksteady and Bebop. The Technodrome successfully rises from the ocean in front of New York and levitates towards the city, much to April's amu- amazement and horror. But the turtles then flee from the Technodrome onto April's news chopper just as the hyper-thruster explodes and the Technodrome falls back to the ocean floor, this time upside down.
2: The end.
0: Riveting. Now we move on to my episode, number 21, Escape from the Planet of the Turtleoids. This episode debuted November 27th, 1993. Written by David Wise. The Turtles finish watching a movie about an invasion of space turtles. This reminds them of their friend Kerma, the Turtelloid. They decide that they should check on him, so they head out to Channel 6 to use the building's transmitter to contact him. Deep under the ocean, Shredder and Krang devise a new plan to raise the Technodrome. They will harness the solar power of the Colossus Building, just a big giant building in New York City. To keep the Turtles busy, they will send their new Hunter Drones after them. At Channel 6, the Turtles aren't able to transmit right now. However, Kerma shows up in his ship anyway. He picks up the Turtles because he needs their help. Just after the Turtles leave, the Hunter Drones show up at Channel 6 and start chasing after the staff. Just as they have April and Irma cornered, they learn that the Turtles are gone. They report back to Shredder and Krang, who believe the Turtles are destroyed. They get to work on charging the Technodrome. The Turtles learn that Kerma has decided to make robot warriors to defend his defenseless planet. The only problem is that they cower instead of fight. So when they get there, Dawn takes a look at them. Just then, Dirtbag and Groundchuck return with a new sinister face, Captain Dread. They have come for the gold machine, you know, that the Turtaloids use to turn everything into gold, if you didn't watch that episode before, but they have one of those, and everything's made of gold here. Uh, anyway, so, Groundchuck, Dirtbag, and Captain Dread have come. And they've come for the gold machine, but they weren't expecting any resistance, much less the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They flee then come back with a group of alien mercenaries called Brute Force. Don was able to get the city's old shield operational enough to protect the gold machine, but nothing else, and try to train Kerma to fight. But the villains decide to just start stealing all of the gold around them, and Kerma is still too meek. Don has gotten the robots working and sends them after the evil gang, but they are easily torn apart since they are made of soft gold. Seeing his beloved robots get torn apart makes Kerma go ballistic. He starts ninja kicking and taking down brute force while the turtles take out ground chicken t- t- dirt bag. The only bad guy left is Dread. Don defeats him by hacking his robot body and making him tear himself apart. With the planet of the turtoloids protected, the turtles head home. They see the giant cable charging the technodrome as they arrive in New York and have Kerma blast it. Now, with Shredder and Krang thwarted, the Turtles can sit back and watch TV again. The end.
1: Fantastic. I forgot to mention that my episode was also written by David Wise. We had a three David Wise trilogy. The Yeah,
3: the whole back half of the season. I think all but two episodes of this, uh, like, back half of season seven are written by David Wise.
1: Well, uh, let's second time around, these puppies. Hey, uh, nice junk. As Keith mentioned in his... Uh, recap i was hoping he wouldn't but he did uh chrome dome dies like uh the terminator in the first terminator movie (laughs) i was i like rewound it real quick and i was like okay that's funny yeah it's like baby's uh, baby's first terminator movie right
3: (laughs) also this is a anthrax and scumbugs only episode despite the fact that like they kind of act like they know them. Yeah. It's so scumbug, right? It's
1: so weird that like, yeah, like it, it, because I think the toys had already debuted
3: and like, well, and scumbug was in the, the Archie series as well. Yeah. So, yeah. But, and,
1: and I, so like, it, it's like the, these weren't unknown characters, but you had to have been re- you had to have been reading the Archie comic and buying the toys like I never had Antrax and Scumbug and I wasn't reading the book uh, uh, the comics so I wouldn't have known who these characters were and it's just it's so weird that they play it like these are characters that have kind of always been here
0: yeah well Antrax I feel like they gave a bit of an intro to saying that like he's Crank's executioner and the, but like definitely Scumbug it feels like they just try to play off like he's always been there like I even found myself questioning myself during this whole episode being like have i seen scumbug
1: before i, I legitimately yes. yeah i legitimately was <laughs> like were they on an episode that i wasn't on like i almost messaged you guys and asked you that and then i like looked it up and i was like oh yeah these are this is their only appearance it's, it's weird cause and, like
3: you would think if they're going to use like a bug villain with a laser blaster like they already have baxter stockman why why didn't they just use him
1: why, yeah in, in in it in and, and, and so it like it really does come off is that like they're just introducing some toy characters because yeah. there is no like you already have Baxter. Like you don't need you don't need scumbug. Um, and like apparently scumbug is half cockroach. He's a he's yeah. an exterminator who got who was mutated.
0: I love it, frankly. <laughs> I can't even remember really his story and adventures. He's he was
3: yeah, he was an exterminator hired by Shredder who then okay. got like an I think an aerosol version of mutagen in his face. <laughs> okay. Um if you have time, people at home, I'm gonna send it to you guys, but you should look up Craig Farley's scumbug. It's like the coolest design.
1: Oh well then I will definitely do that later. Uh and then Antrax like I, I remember the action figure again. I didn't have it. And then like NECA put scumbug and anthrax like in a two pack last year, which like cool for the five anthrax fans that are out there. Right. Yeah. I, I, I got to imagine that there's more scumbug fans because of his toy than like there are Antrax fans.
3: Well, anthrax had a toy too.
1: No, he did. But I mean, like I, I, really had not heard of Antrax like before uh, like I, I i've heard of him before like we we watched this episode and i heard of him before the toy it's like you never hear anybody talk about Antrax,
3: right um let's see but last
1: time, apparently anthrax does i i feel bad because i still haven't had a chance to sit down and read it but Antrax does appear in saturday morning adventures oh uh. and, and
3: scumbug hmm. Uh, let's see last time we saw Rat King uh, Shredder bl- broke his flute. Uh, those I think were rats from Channel 6 and this episode he either has a new one or he like rebuilt the old one or something. But he's got his flute back.
1: Uh this is it... and Leatherhead was like sickly colored.
2: <laughs> yeah, like He's like, That's he's,
1: yeah, like, voice, right? It's not Jim Cummings. Oh, yeah. This is, so this is Peter, uh, Peter Renade doing his Cajun accent, like his best Jim Cummings impression. Uh, it is very clearly not Jim Cummings doing this, doing yeah. this voice.
3: Yeah. And isn't, uh, Townsend Coleman doing, uh, Shredder now?
1: Too? Yeah. So apparently, uh, this is where, uh, at least for this season, Townsend Coleman takes over as Shredder, which it, he doesn't do a bad Shredder.
2: Like
3: I'm not a fan. I think I'm just so married to uh forgot his name. Oh,
2: James
1: Avery,
3: James Avery. Yeah. I like that voice to me is shredder. So anyone else, even if they're close, I'm like, that's not
0: James Avery.
1: Oh yeah. Like it, it's not, it's not bad. Um, but it, it's definitely not James Avery, but I think it's like, it's definitely passable. Um, and it, I mean, honestly, I think it's better than the Dorian Harewood uh, episodes.
0: I wasn't yeah, I, yeah. For, for me, the first two episodes here, like Night of the Rogues and Attack of the Neutrinos, I didn't like it in 21. I feel like he kind of settled into it and kind of found.
1: Yeah, like of Attack, of the, tr- attack of the Neutrinos, like he definitely finds the voice a lot better.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and even, But even more so in Escape from Planet of the Turtoloids. Like to me, the voice kind of sets in there and I'm okay with it. Yeah, uh, it was. He did a pretty decent job in that one. Granted, he doesn't have a lot of lines in that episode, so maybe that's part of it. I don't know. We'll have yeah. to see.
1: But yeah, we will have a new uh, Shredder voice in season eight. So we'll have, we'll have a new person to add to the list.
3: The many voices of Shredder. Speaking of Shredder, there's a part in this where he uses a towel to wipe tar off of his face, and the towel clearly says "hotel," which means he probably stole it from a Holiday Inn, which is <laughs> yeah. like. My favorite little detail. He's so evil. He's still stealing towels from
1: hotels. So, as as a person who has worked in the hotel industry, uh, you would not be surprised at how often people steal uh, towels and stuff. Oh, I believe it. Like, I remember. I remember. Like, we had we had an option, like in our uh, like POS system, our point of sale system, uh, if people wanted to buy. Cause we would have people that would ask like, Oh, can I buy the bed sheets or whatever? I'm like, "Oh, these are so comfortable. Can I, can I buy the blankets on the bed? And we would be like, yeah, but because we, you know, because we had to buy like very specific ones, like they weren't cheap. So it'd
3: be like, just to steal them right off
1: the bed. Right? Like one, I mean one, yeah, we appreciated that they told us. Uh, I mean two, if they'd stolen them, we would have known, Yeah, you know, housekeeping would have got in there and been like, Oh, the bed sheets are missing, and so we would have to charge them. So. It, it's funny because like, we charge them the same amount that they would that it would have been if they had stolen it. So. <laughs> That's all I've got. Yeah, uh, this is the last episode uh, where they use the transport modules.
2: Oh, really?
1: Yep. Uh, they move on to like different versions, uh, plus like in Red Sky, I guess they don't use them that much. Uh this is Leatherhead's final appearance in the show.
3: I feel like it's a lot of the characters like
1: Yeah, like it's I mean it's obviously definitely, like it's
3: Anthrax and, and Scumbugs only episode. I think it's the last Tempestra episode. Yeah,
1: because mm-hmm. she was only in the two episodes, which it, which she was in like an arcade cabinet last time. Remember, she was like depowered. So
3: Yeah. Yeah. And then is this the last appearance of Chrome Dome as well? Yeah.
1: So it's it's really I think besides Rat King, it's the last appearance of everybody, (laughs) like everybody on that rogue team.
3: It's nice. Oh, yeah, Slash, too. Yeah, it's a nice send off. episode. Yeah. And
1: and Slash is like dumb again.
0: Well, yeah, he he got dumb at the end of the last episode. Oh, yeah, he did. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, because I was going to I was going to maybe complain about that. Then I was like, oh, wait, never mind. I'm thinking about it. He he got dumb again. Yeah. All right.
3: Are we ready for Attack of the Neutrinos? Yep. Yeah. Man, we haven't seen the neutrinos. I looked it up since season four. So it's been like at least three
1: years since we've seen it. Has the it been neutrinos. that long? God, like feel, it feels yeah. like we've talked about it feels like we've talked about them recently, but I I guess we've been blowing through episodes <laughs> so quickly.
0: Yeah, well, and also maybe it's just been because they've been heavily featured in Armageddon game.
1: Yeah, I get I get those. that's probably why they've been on that one. Because I feel like because I was watching this, I was like you know, it feels like we've seen the Neutrinos recently, but again, yeah, yeah, it's probably because of our Armageddon game coverage, which I can't wait to get back to that.
0: Yeah. Me too. Just waiting for that final issue to come out. I know. In what, June?
1: <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I think now I think it officially did get pushed to June, so.
0: Oh, man. Well, maybe between, I don't know. I don't want to like bounce around too much with everything, though. But we do have the lost years to cover. Anyway. I mean, we got we lost
1: years, about- we got Power Rangers, we got Oh. I technically, you the- got Adventure. Saturday morning adventures.
0: Crossovers and a lot of those side series are not gonna be able to get to right now. One day I hope to be totally caught up and just covering things as they come out. But until then, uh yeah.
1: So uh the the I called it the air car, but it, the Star Cruiser um that Zach and Dask are flying like, that's like a. It, it's a very different. Like the one, the red one that Caleb flies is like the normal Starmobile that we always see. Yeah. And, and then like dead. the one that Zach and Dask are flying like is so different. Which is weird because like, did
3: they leave the red one?
1: Yeah, but like the red one, one the was, was the one colored, that got purple. left.
3: Yeah, it's it's a whole nonsense.
1: But yeah, like the blue one is like an entirely different, uh, different design.
3: Yeah. Uh, the Dimension X story was the last time we saw the neutrinos. I was trying to look it up. It's been a while. Um, and I was, I, th- I think in this episode, don't we see the like the sidecar shooter on the turtle van? I feel like we haven't seen that thing since like season one. Oh yeah. Either. Yeah. Man, it's been a minute.
1: Uh, uh this episode introduces the amphibious modules
3: okay i was gonna say i thought they used them in the next episode but it's a different yeah, kind of that's what mapping. i was gonna say yeah
1: so they they used the trend the, t- the traditional transport m- modules were the last time in the last episode now they now
2: they have new versions the amphibious modules okay uh bu- 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 bu, this is the final appearance of the neutrinos
1: so what an episode for them to go out on.
3: So, yeah. So season eight starts the like, quote unquote, red sky seasons, right? Like, right. Redesign. So I I kind of wonder if David Wise didn't know that was coming and just like is writing off all these characters, you know, like I mean, we haven't seen these guys since for three years and now they're back suddenly. Like, is he trying to like get one more episode of each of them out before? So,
1: they yeah. So, I forever? mean, With the way that like season eight was developed with the, like the whole, like the red sky being such a radical change from like the original, you know, designs and feel and everything, like because it was such a reaction to, uh, you know, power Rangers and Batman, the animated series and stuff
2: like it's, Oh, I get, yeah. Like gargoyles had just come out at this time too. Um, and so, so
1: you got to wonder like how far in it, like, did they plan for this? Was season seven, like originally kind of expected to be the last season before like radically changing? I mean, season eight only came out a year later, like, you know, like typical seasons do. So it's not like there was a ton, like there was time off to recalibrate the show. You know, they probably saw the writing on the wall with, you know, how, like, season six had performed, and so, like, while season eight was being produced during season seven, you know, maybe yeah. stuff started changing.
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean, but I am good. A lot of these episodes do feel like, I mean, these last at least these last three feel almost kind of like they are full circle for a lot of these characters, you know. Yeah, like, like, you're,
1: like, you're like these are to, like, Escape like these Planet two the things, like that. The, the, these, these, like, three episodes do feel like good kind of send off episodes for certain characters
3: mm-hmm. uh that's all i have for attacking the neutrinos already. same here
1: let's go to that Ata- escape from the planet of the triloids
0: so i gotta say that kerma is a lot more prominent of a character in this series than i ever thought he was going to be
1: yeah same Really? <laughs> like, yeah
0: he's got a trilogy
1: yeah. like yeah kerma kerma has i'm I'm kind of bummed i didn't get that kerma figure <laughs> now with uh, mondo gecko uh but yeah kerma has a trilogy. So he's got, he's got more episodes than Hokamer.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's got more, he's got more episodes than the Triceratons, than Usagi. Than,
0: like, he might have as many as Casey Jones. Maybe Casey Jones Casey, has one
1: more. I, yeah. I think Casey's more. got one yeah. more.
0: And I, I know he's in a red sky episode. Cause I like turned one on randomly and he showed up. Okay. I was like, Holy crap. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Two. So Casey's going to have two more, by probably by the end of this,
1: Yeah, like, it's really weird how, like, how prominent of a character Kerma is. Very much so.
3: I think this is also the final appearance of uh, Gronchuk and and Dirtbag, too. It
1: it is. So it was nice. It was really nice to see them again. Like, as my, as my, as two of my, like, favorite mutants, I'm really glad they came back. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it was neat to see him again. And then... Another, like, I don't know, I guess kind of interesting, kind of funny detail is that when they're uploading, like, the data on the turtles to the hunter drones, mm-hmm. when it goes to, like, it has the turtle and their weapon next to him, and when it goes to Mikey, it doesn't have his nunchucks next to him, it has his turtle line.
2: It has instead the of, turtle like, line?
0: Yeah. Staff. yeah, it's got his, his turtle line instead, which, I don't know, is kind of, like, still sitting in that weird area of them, like, censoring nunchucks, but not, I don't know.
3: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's weird um, kind of kind of in a similar vein. I, I have those uh, collections of the newspaper strip and the ones from Europe. Like the first strip is like, hi, I'm Leo and I'm good with the katana or whatever. And when it gets to Michelangelo, he's like, I'm Michelangelo and I don't really uh, use any weapons. And they just like totally skim <laughs> over it.
1: <laughs> nice. So,
3: um, but yeah. I, I Plausible
1: deniability.
3: Yeah, they've totally we're at a point now zero nunchucks in this show. So Michelangelo uh, tells Captain Dread that he's now Captain Mud. Is that a reference to Harry Mud from Star Trek, or is there a
0: different Captain Mud? Well,
1: I, I think... didn't even catch that reference. there's <laughs> so... people
0: that say just like, you're Mud, or your name is Mud, you know, kind of thing, or like, you're your Mud. Like is just kind of a weird old timey thing to say. Okay.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel like Maybe it was just a time. stupid thing for Mikey to say.
0: Yeah, sounds good.
3: Um, I'm probably reading way too much into these last two here, but uh, Captain Dread says he's looking for a few bad men. If you remember on the back packaging of the toys, the good side said we're looking for a few good mutants, so definitely not intentional, but I thought it was cute.
2: What a
1: nice callback.
3: Yeah, and then uh, they go to a place called the Smash Up, and there is a Turtles
0: game called Smash
1: Up! Hey! There you go! They,
0: they beast this episode on the game TMNT Smash Up. Definitely. <laughs>
3: yeah, actually, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Characters showing up that don't need to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, perfect. <laughs> there were rabbits in this episode, weren't
1: there? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, the rabbits appear in like every single Ubisoft game I think that's ever been made. Like, yeah, you, you yeah. can play. Well, with not not rabbits. ever
1: not ever been made, but it it is like there. It. It. I mean, I. I wouldn't call them their Mario, but it's like that is a thing that like Ubisoft is like known for.
0: Like Rayman was their Mario, and then it kind of became the rabbits. You know. Like, oh, yeah. like there, there's a rabbit board if you get Monopoly. You know, like the rabbits anyway. are their Kirby, maybe. Yeah. 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 Well, that's it. Do you guys want to move on to anchovies?
1: I guess so. Yeah,
0: let's do it no anchovies you put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble okay I so none so, of the rogues my my only one we kind of already talked a lot a bit about it is just that yeah we've never seen Antrax and scumbug before it's kind of weird if you're gonna like say this is like their rogues gallery to uh just throw in two characters they never fought before
1: yeah like yeah. it i mean because you could have just had baxter like like we said like you could have just thrown Baxter in there to replace at least scumbug like antrax antrax they they
3: introduced him at least as though he might be new you know but scumbug he's just like I'm back turtles it's like who the hell are you
1: (laughs) yeah like well I was saying like antrax they they introduced in a cool way like at least saying he's krang's like personal like executioner from dimension X like okay like he's got a little bit of a backstory yeah But, like, yeah, like, we don't know who Scumbug is. And he just shows up and he's like, I'm back, like you said. And it's like,
2: who are you again?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, like, granted, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of nitpicky.
1: That's all. It's literally what the section of the show is for.
0: (laughs) true. Yes. (laughs) You're not wrong. But, like, Shredder says that he's going to Dimension X to go and get, like, rogues, you know, like, these people to help him. But like, how many of these people are in Dimension X? Like, Antrax is from Dimension X. If he's Crank's personal executioner, but like, I don't think anyone else was like sent there or went there. Like, yeah, like I I said earlier, like he going to Dimension X to just grab everyone in a way. Anyway, but he could have just just you know after that. Yeah, he could have just after that gone and search for everyone else, but. Yeah,
1: like he could like, yeah, like <laughs> I'm going to Dimension X to like pick up a bunch of people and then like when he comes back with one, like only one said yes. <laughs> yeah. Only one was home.
0: Right. Wait, wasn't there that like homeless man in the sewers that, you know, cause calls yeah. himself Rat King? <laughs> yeah. could get that and guy.
3: This and this arcade machine lady. <laughs> Which, by the way, like at one point she says like, what does Chromedom need money for? And it's like you're a living video yeah. game. What do you need money for? Well, she needs
1: she needs quarters to live. So oh, yeah.
3: okay,
0: all right, that makes I actually like that a whole lot.
1: There, I, I, she, I gave her her motivation. There, you
0: there. Go. Uh, she lives on quarters. She straight up just eats them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: no.
3: Guys, I've been holding this, this rant for a long, long time, but I think that Antrax is the worst design character in TMNT.
2: It, it
1: he is really ugly.
3: He's really <laughs> yeah. ugly. He's so he's I it's, an, and
1: it's funny because like he's he stands next to Scumbug, who is an ugly character. Yeah. Yeah but, it, like, he's
3: uglier. He's got these like weird like mustache mandibles. And yeah, like you can't I tell think, at all that he's an ant.
1: Yeah, I, and I think that's what that's that's what kind of makes Antrax like an unappealing ugly design. Like Scumbug is an ugly design because he's designed to be ugly, like mm-hmm. pizza face. But like Antrax, like you don't get ugly from that design you just get like ugly unappealing like it's not even a cool ugly like like scumbug
3: it's it's like it's more confusing than anything like so like okay so scumbug for example is an exterminator who became a cockroach and like he was released in a line along with anthrax of a bunch of other characters like like half court and sandstorm who's like a giraffe basketball player and a camel like uh is uh, a Arabian Nights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, the animal kind of plays into the character. But, like, when I think of ants, executioner is not the thing. Like, if he was, yes. like, super strong or, like, really, like, sugar or, like, just hated picnics or something, you know? Like, that would make
0: a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah like a soldier, you know? Because, like, army ants, you know? I, I don't
3: know. Yeah, well, exactly.
0: Like
3: here's what I only... think happened. Go ahead.
0: Here, Here's what I think happened. So...
3: Uh, Ryan Brown did a lot of character designs. I'm pretty sure he made anthrax. I'm pretty sure what happened, Ryan Brown is a huge metal head. And he was like, I want to make a toy based off of one of my favorite bands.
2: Anthrax. anthrax.
3: Yeah. And they're like, hey, you can't do we can't have you naming toys after a deadly, deadly poison. So he's like, okay, I was take out the H and then I'm left with ant and axe. And he just thought like, well, what has an axe? Executioners. Yeah, Ant anthrax is an executioner, you know? It, but it just—it doesn't make any sense to me. And so according it,
1: according to yeah. Turtlepedia, uh, David Wise created Antrax. Hmm.
3: David Wise,
1: my are old nemesis.
3: Sh- are we sure about that one?
1: I am. I'm going through. It, it does not list Antrax uh, as appearing in uh, Turtles uh, Adventures.
0: I, I don't okay. think he did, but. Still, so many of those toy designs.
3: Yeah, are you are looking at on, Antrax eighty seven series or Antrax the toy? So well, Antrax,
1: those... Antrax the toy, at least the entry on Turtlepedia does not list the designer. Really? So, so I much can...
0: of that was designed by Mirage Studios itself. Like, they, well, they yeah, and,
1: and Varner ones. and Varner Studios. Who remember? I bought that cool book. Let me go. Let me go grab that book.
0: I gotta
3: think it's a Ryan Brown design. I don't have the toy though. Sometimes you could look on the toy and it would say Oh really? Like, copyright Ryan Brown. Yeah. Oh.
2: Huh. So flipping we'll be
1: through. through. Flipping through. Let's see. I got who was the moose again?
3: Monty Moose.
1: Monty Moose. Okay, and then there's the Kingfish. Let's see what year was Antrax's toy? It was ninety-one. Okay, so I'm on ninety-one. I mean, this is what I bought this book for. Yeah. <laughs> so
3: Yeah, so I'm looking on Ryan Brown's Wikipedia and it it does not list Antrax as one that he created, but Oh wow. It uh
1: It I, I mean it does you're not wrong. It does feel like a Ryan Brown character.
3: Yeah. This says right. uh design many Ninja Turtles action figures such as Farmer Mike for Playmates, according to credits included on the back of Turtles action figures. Brown also created Hothead, Scratch, Monty Moose, King Lionheart, Half Court, Worms, Scumbug, Leatherhead, Dr. L, Wingnut and Screwloose, Ray Filet, Sandstorm, Mondo Gecko, and Rock and Roll Mondo Gecko. So I don't know if that's an exhaustive list.
1: Oh, no. This is annoying. It's not like the the pages aren't by year.
3: Oh, that sucks. Is there an index in the back? Sucks. Just control F. Control F the book. I know,
2: right? (laughs) No, there's no... (laughs)
1: There's none. They do have next mutation designs in here, which is kind of cool. Mm. All right. I'm going to go. At, I'm going to definitively say that is that anthrax is not a Ryan Brown character. Yeah, I guess not. And I'm going to keep flipping through this book while we finish recording this episode.
2: <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Attack of the neutrinos.
3: Let me get back to my notes. Attack of the, the, the neutrinos. neutrinos. Yes.
0: April. So April gets mad at Vernon. Since when has April ever used discretion on what to publish? Like she gets mad at him for like filming, you know, pretty much putting up this footage of like this dangerous weapon creation. But April so far has like straight up like tried to report on secrets that the turtles have
2: Mm.
0: like literally so many things.
1: It felt weirdly out of character for her to yell at him like she did.
0: Well, and to yell at him for like, you know, telling the truth and like getting the truth out there when like when she's literally, like I said, like never been shown to use discretion at all on what to uh, put on there.
2: Yeah. Well, like, half the time I...
0: She's running in like 10 minutes before the, the news airs. To...
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. To and, like turns in her story like as the news is going on. Yeah.
3: Let's see what do I have for anchovies. Um, I, I gotta be honest, like this episode went in one ear and out the other for me. Uh, I think yeah. I watched it like Saturday night and I was thinking about it yesterday. I'm like, I don't even remember. Like, I know the neutrinos got brainwashed, but I couldn't remember why or how they solved it or anything.
1: Yeah, uh, I watched all three of these episodes last night back to back, which I don't usually watch all three in a row. Uh, and then this one, this one did just kind of get lost in it. It is. It, it for me, like we were talking about how these were send offs for a lot of these characters. This really does feel like a bad send off for the neutrinos. Yeah, like I wish they I wish they had a better final episode.
3: You don't like them getting kidnapped by their life, lifelong enemy and brainwashed.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean like that like that's fine but uh, it just feels like that should have been a little bit longer and you know what uh, going back to Night of the Rogues, that should have been a two-parter.
3: Okay, back to Nine of the Rogues. Sorry, guys. I found a, a high-resolution back of the card of Antrax's box, okay? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Michelangelo, Leonardo, Raphael, and Donatello are US-registered trademarks of Mirage Studio USA. Antrax is a trademark of Mirage Studios USA created by Dan Berger and Michael Dooney.
1: Ah! Wow.
3: I was wrong. I apologize. There you go. There you go.
1: Okay, so that does... feel Okay. So Dan Berger is another like Mirage, you know, one, one of the guys. It. Yeah. Um, And that, Dooney. yeah, that totally. Yeah. I mean, we've, yeah, we've talked about Dooney, but Dan, Dan Berger, we haven't talked about nearly as much as like Dooney and Lawson. Yeah. Uh, But Dan Berger is like, there's six guys at Mirage like that are like the Mirage guys and Dan Berger is one of them.
3: Okay, enough waylays into Antrax. <laughs> what else do we have for attacking neutrinos? Yeah.
1: The, <laughs> the Antrax power hour.
3: All right. Are we ready to move on? to So that Escape? would make
1: sense why I'm not finding Antrax in my Varner Studios book.
3: Yeah. There we go. So
0: we're ready
3: mm-hmm. to move on to Escape from the Planet of the Turtle Woods?
0: Yeah, let's go there. So they just kind of decide to make sure that Kerma and his planet isn't in danger. Like at the very beginning, after they you know deliver all this exposition because they just, like, suddenly get worried about him after remembering he exists, I guess. And then after that, they don't even need to do it because Kerma shows up anyway. Like, literally almost the entire first act doesn't even need to be there, of the Turtles going to Channel 6 just to learn that they can't broadcast at Channel 6. To, like, I don't know, have a telescope there that Mikey looks through and sees his rocket ship land. It's like, you literally could have just had Kerma show up. That That yeah. is all you needed to do. Like, you... You had it worked the, last time. It was the whole up. first act, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that was like the whole first act, like the first seven minutes of this episode were completely unnecessary. Well, same with like the the
3: killer robot. Uh, I forget what they called them—the hunter drones or whatever. Yeah, like it was totally
0: unnecessary, and I didn't understand why they were attacking April and Irma if they were set to destroy the turtles. But. Yeah, like it just said that Vernon was in the way and then it just started like shooting at him and then he gets out of the way, but then I guess they just started chasing him and everyone yeah. else. Speaking of unnecessary, I didn't feel like
3: Captain Dread was necessary. Like were, were ground chuck and dirtbag not enough already?
2: Yeah, I
1: I kind of like that they fell in with like a space pirate.
2: Hmm.
1: Like I that just, oh, that, that's in my next section.
0: Yeah, I didn't mind it uh all that much. It's like, sure, why not? You know? They yeah, they they went out to some space bar, found some other guy that was pleasure just dome. like Yeah, yeah, to the pleasure dome <laughs> or wherever. And he was just like, Oh yeah, I'll you know, I'll go in on this score with you guys. You know, they become friends. He's here now. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> did 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 the story need him? No, but I don't think he necessarily heard it either. You yeah. Know? Fair, fair.
3: So, Shredder and Kring's plan is to, like, steal power from this solar storm. I got to thinking, I'm like, have they ever just thought about using regular solar pa- power? Like, imagine how many panels you could put on the outside of that Technodrome.
2: I mean, you know? fair, you're not wrong.
0: Or maybe finding this alloy somewhere to mine on Earth. I don't know. Like, the alloy that the building is made of that absorbs so much sun power? Like, is is all of it used in that building? anyway. Good point. Too much,
3: too much thinking going on here, though. That's also weird that, like, multiple episodes have had a building made of a rare metal, and like, all of that metal. Uh, Because the Gribbix was like that, too, wasn't it? Isn't that why the Gribix like, ate that building?
0: Or no, not the Gribix. The big zip attack. Right? Man. Uh, I, I totally forgot about the big zip attack. Uh. That was like a dragon thing, wasn't it?
2: Was
3: that God, exactly? I forget it because it like ate copper and multiplied, and then but when it ate something else, it demultiplied but became bigger. It eventually, got so big that it like ate part of a building wow. because that building was of that metal. Man, this show's insane.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: oh man. That's all I got for anchovies. Yeah, me too, Mike.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm, I liked this
1: episode. I really didn't have that much to not like
0: about it. Cool. Yeah, there wasn't that much that was bad.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of think that this was the strongest <laughs> of the three. So, uh, next section, please. Oh, I love being a turtle. So back to Night of the Rogues.
0: Uh, It's really cool to get a Sinister Six-esque story and one where the turtles are, like, rescued by some underused characters. Uh, You know, where, like, the turtles genuinely get in trouble in this and they've, like, lost and they're captured. And so then, like, I was able to bring in, like, all of their side characters to come in and and save them and rescue them. And just having, like, like, a bunch of the villains all team up is a cool idea that I really like.
3: Yeah, this is a total like what you did with all your toys on the floor in the morning episode, you know? Just like mm. chrome dome getting beaten up by Casey Jones. Amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well in Yeah, like this this is an action figures like play, play. this is like you said, yeah, this is playing with your action figures the episode. Like that it, it it's it's fun as that concept.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And Zack isn't like so annoying either because he he's only in the last kind of back half of the third act. You know, a lot of other characters get room around him, whereas in every other episode with him, he's like such a such a critical point that the whole episode has to revolve around him. I didn't I usually hate Zack. I didn't really hate him in this episode.
1: I mean, Zack was great in this one. Like he came in like he knew exactly what to do. Like he was the smart one that hacked Chrome Dome's head. Which how yep. funny was it that like Chrome Dome like where are the turtles, <laughs> yeah. and it's like what t-? like the turtles and like he had all like tur- time to turtles termination six minutes or something, <laughs> but it yeah. had an exclamation point in there for six minutes. <laughs> like that was that was a fun gag. Yeah, and yeah. really,
3: really, I thought really good fights in this one too. Like seeing all the characters use their different powers
0: and abilities in different ways.
3: Um, yeah,
0: and. And I just like, I don't know, I kind of got to say before, seeing the other villains like team up and get a chance to shine like Granite Shredder and Krang are in this story. But getting to see them like come back and be teamed up together, it's kind of like Armageddon game. Uh, yeah. Is now, you know, it's it's. a Yeah. Something you don't see very often with turtles. Yeah.
1: It was been, it was kind of nice to see Krang running around the bubble walker again, too. I really like that little bubble walker. I love the bubble it's walker. Yeah. You know. I cuz like I'm kind of tired of the big Mandroid body.
3: I also like anytime he's in that giant baby red diaper body, I'm like why don't you just fight? Like you can grow huge, your hands turn Yeah, axes exactly. And like stuff like we've, this, we've seen that before. Like it, so anytime he's in the bubble walker, I'm like, "Oh, he can't participate in the fight." You know? Yeah, like
1: this 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 gives him a reason to be a little bit more vulnerable, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to Say I especially appreciate in this episode that Leatherhead has a hot sauce flamethrower. I thought that was an amazing touch. Um, yeah,
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna be dreaming about it tonight. <laughs> uh, straight up burns like holes, doesn't it? Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean it shoots fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that is some fiery hot sauce. Yeah. Good episode.
2: Delicious.
3: Alright, so are we ready for Attack of the Neutrinos? Yeah, let's
0: move on.
1: Is anybody ready for Attack of the Neutrinos?
3: I don't think so. I said it before, I'll say it again. I love when the turtles infiltrate the Technodrome.
2: I, I don't know what it is, but it just makes my day. It's yeah. always like it's always so cool. Right?
3: Also I think it's cool one... because like every other fight happens like in an empty street kind of on the, like it's always the bad guys attacking the good guys and this kind of flips the table.
0: Yeah. No, it's not very often. You see the turtles go more on the offensive in, Mm -hmm. uh, in this series, I guess. Uh, the other thing, I don't know, for me, it was kind of a a neat twist because usually so the formula for these episodes is scientist, you know, has this device that gets made. It's usually shown on TV it gets stolen and becomes the problem for the turtles. And they have to, like, get it back or deactivate it, destroy it, whatever. But in this one, granted, like, there are people who, you know, take the scientist's invention and are using it for evil, and that's a whole thing. But then the device that's introduced at in the beginning is actually what is used to save the day because the neutrinos are brainwashed and the turtles are able to use it to hit them with the with the sound waves and make them turn back to normal. And so... I don't know. Like to me, it was kind of an interesting flip to make it so that instead of, you know, just being something that needs to be gotten rid of or destroyed or whatever else, the the device is actually what is used to save the day at the end of the episode. Yeah, I did like that. It was like a sonic, like drilling machine or something.
3: Mm-hmm. Until it was like, I had to be sure to be careful because otherwise I'll blow their brains out <laughs> instead of just <laughs> yeah. like make out loud noise. Like, jeez,
1: <laughs> and I did, I did like that. It like farted out on him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like that was that was funny. Anything cool. else for this episode? I don't think so. Not for me.
1: Yeah, no.
3: Another good episode, in my opinion.
2: Uh, escape
1: from the planet of the Turtloids. Uh, I mean fun Planet of the Apes reference right there. Oh yeah. Mm.
3: I kind of wish I mean, there was more. I want to see like beneath the. The planet yeah, like cool, I
1: right? wish they I kind of wish that they had gone more into it, but you're but you're right, um, but also, yeah, like this was i to me, this was the strongest of the three episodes um and i I liked captain dread I like it would have been cool if like' because it, cause it's cool that we get to see like the cosmic side of the show like when because like we've seen like little bits of it like you know we see the neutrinos and we had um the other two the prisoners from uh dimension x uh last Scar week The mentor. Yeah. yeah and so it's like to see like that kind of stuff and like you know space pirates are always cool and it's really i really liked that like ground chuck and dirtbag like teamed up with them because that's like it 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 makes you it goes back to that armageddon game thing like it, it's really cool kind of seeing all of these different sides of the TMNT universe uh it sucks that like a lot of them kind of just get introduced and then never heard from again because like we're never going to see captain dread again um or ground check and dirt bag for that matter yeah but they're out there
0: for some reason, it struck me as funny, so I kind of left that out of my my summary. But there's there's a whole point where they take Kerma hostage and then he escapes. So I think that's his first time showing aggression, and then he becomes meek again. And then, and then he becomes aggressive again. But so like the, the first when he's kidnapped, they have him like in some sort of just like spinning machine where they just have him like whirling around. Uh, I guess to torture him, you know. And and he asks them, he asks Ground Truck and Dirtbag, like, why are you doing this to me? And their response is just because I don't like you. And they just like walk off.
3: <laughs> yeah, I thought they were at like an arcade or something, and that was like one of those like spinny around things at the carnival. Yeah, I don't know, like because like, the next scene there's like gunfire and like I, I think there were like coins jingling around or something. I thought they were playing like laser tag or something.
0: Yeah, no, I was like, just why they go it... to an arcade. <laughs> I was kind of just like, why are they doing this to him? And then they're just like, because we don't like you. I'm like, oh, okay, it's supposed to be like you know some child friendly version of torture. <laughs> right, I <laughs> got them whirling around.
3: I gotta say, I did like the the giant gold turtle robots. I thought they looked yeah, like
1: cool. they looked they looked neat. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and the other thing that I did like about it, because usually this show just like disseminates all sorts of fake science, uh, you know, because it's it's fiction, ridiculous. But th- there are things that like are very obvious or like informative things that they should get right about the real world. That they don't, you know, they don't make any sense. Yeah. So the fact that they talk about gold being a soft metal and they stop to say that and that the robots wouldn't be that strong because of <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, gold
1: is a terrible yeah. material to make your robots, your Defender robots out of.
0: Yeah, well, I thought but, that when they when they did it, I was like, the gold would be awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and then they did make it awful. And I was like, I, I actually appreciate that. Like that Yeah, is, that, was,
2: that was a good bit.
0: Yeah. This, like,
3: non... European vacation half of season seven has been pretty on point.
1: Yeah. I got to say like, I really, I, well, I mean again, cause this is the real season seven. Um, but yeah, like this is, this is pretty much been all bangers so far.
0: Yeah, no, it is honestly, if someone was to say like, I want to watch the 87 series, like what is the, what's the best I can watch of this? I would straight up just be like, watch season one and season 7 you're good you know may, maybe yeah. season 2 if you're if you're really wanting more
1: <laughs> yeah like it it's it's and the real season 7 not the european season yes yes the um, real
0: the, the last half of season 7 or the real season 7 what you know that whole thing
1: but yeah like it is uh it, it's it's wild and and so like i almost kind of like wanna correct the people that say that like oh the show didn't the show wasn't good after the first season. And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, for a couple seasons it wasn't, and then you get to season seven, the season that like really nobody was watching. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Well, you say for a couple seasons, but you know you do have to remember that a couple of those seasons are like forty episodes.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. right, right. Sorry. I mean, like yeah, yeah, like they're long. They're long stretches of, yeah. of of episodes, and 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 there are some bangers in there. Calabunga Shredhead, the Great Boldini. You know, both yeah. Holcomb Hair episodes, like. You know there there's there's good episodes in those bad seasons, but yeah, like this is one of like the really first ones that it's like, oh like, pretty much all of these episodes have been pretty good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: so uh, yeah, can confidently say, uh, you should watch season one, maybe season two, but season seven as well. Cause if if it's funny, cause like it, this season really does feel like everybody kind of like fell into place like perfectly. And I think, I think part of that is because David Wise wrote so many of these episodes.
3: Yeah. I know I, I've been real critical of David Wise in the past, but he's like, like cylinders are fi- firing perfectly and he's like really found his footing with this series, I think. Yeah.
1: I think, well, I think part of that is just making him the main, the main, you know, showrunner at this point really kind of helped the show find a voice. It's a shame that it took seven seasons.
2: Yeah.
1: For real.
0: But I think it also just comes from like slowing down the production.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, we, because this has been some of the best animation that we've seen in a long time as well with this show, mm -hmm. you know, the, and that's because they didn't farm it out to whoever didn't have a project right now. And whoever wasn't cheapest, like,
0: we've got five seasons in between these two where, yeah, it was definitely all over the place. And yeah. it was one-off episodes with no direction. They don't really build on anything that comes before them, usually. This is like, you know, this is the first season where you have multiple episodes that all build on previous things.
2: uh, You know, and bring back characters that we've seen before. And it just makes for better episodes. Totally agree.
1: So, oh. yep three pretty great episodes. Got to say
0: I'll say pretty good. Not, uh, you know, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say great, but pretty
1: good.
2: Pretty yeah. Good. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I,
1: like I said, I, I enjoy planet, of the turtle or escape from the planet, of the turtle loids talking the Trinos. I would have liked a little bit more if it wasn't. Eh. And night of the rogues definitely needed to be a two parter, but, uh, I mean, it's uh, three solid episodes
0: hmm No, definitely. Good stuff. All right.
1: Good stuff. Keith, take us into the news.
2: This is
3: April O'Neill of Channel
2: 6. All
1: right, in news this week, there's actually not a ton, uh, So, but we're not stretching. Promise we knew that. Uh, first up in news, announced today for uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles you, uh, Usagi Ujimbo Where When series, uh, the solicitation for uh, issue four went out uh, this er- early this week. Uh, earlier this week, yeah. Yeah, earlier this week. But the big news is that one of the variant covers is specifically a Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird piece, a brand new one. Uh, so the picture is, or the cover is drawn by uh, Kevin Eastman and inked by Peter Laird. One of the first times uh, he's inked something recently in a long time.
0: And since issue 100, they did do a cover for issue 100. Yeah, but that was um, like
1: yeah, three yeah. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, mean, also, that's, I, don't,
0: I don't think they worked
3: at that like at the same time.
1: Also, I think it that cover. Picture, yeah. I, yeah. That cover that they did wasn't it was an already existing picture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like well, this is the I, first. This is the first brand new piece,
0: but I do think that the way Peter Laird inks Kevin's work is very flattering for Kevin's pencils.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I like it a lot. Like it—it yeah. yeah. it, it it was the—it was the—it was to the point where like it didn't look like a normal Kevin Eastman piece. Not that like you know any of the other inkers that have that do Kevin's work like are bad or anything, but Kevin and Peter like that's a symbiotic relationship like you you know you don't mess with that um and this is it's a really good cover like uh, i don't normally do variants but i'm definitely going to pick this one up Same. so that uh is scheduled to release in a couple months it's not in your local comic book stores just yet but you can ask them uh to order that copy for you next up next up uh diamond select toys who uh do a lot of pieces for uh, I mean, diamond select does a ton of toys. Um, very specifically, they do um, a style of figure called mini mates, which are kind of like, kind of like Lego minifigures, but with more articulation uh, they've done turtles uh, stuff in the past. We've talked about it on the show, uh, but uh, notably they did a presentation of a lot of new stuff that they revealed yesterday or was it yesterday or this morning. I don't know. Uh, but this week <laughs> they they did a they did a little show showing showcasing a lot of new designs. Uh and some of the new mini mates that are gonna be coming later this year are Last Ronin mini mates, which uh is their first time doing a comic or an uh, IDW based comic. They've done Mirage Turtles before. This is the first time that they're touching something IDW, which it's cool that I that Last Ronin is kind of the entryway for a lot of people's uh IDW toys, but would be nice if we get actual idw turtle toys
0: yeah i mean it's it's really wild how much merch and things are being made of the last ronin like it must be making money like i mean of course it's making money for idw as it's one of the best-selling comics they've it is the best-selling comic i think they've probably ever published
1: yeah and um there's a there's a sonic uh like a, a, a Sonic content creator, um, H squid who I follow on, uh, TikTok. Great, great, you know, Sonic, you know, just lore person who understands a lot of stuff. And he was talking about the IDW, um, the IDW, like the, the layoffs and budget cuts that, that happened. We talked about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and he, he actually listened to the, um, investor call and, uh, was able to like break it down and, and, had because somebody had asked me like are the sonic comics going to be okay and he's like he's like i listened to the call and he's like the comic it's idw media holdings that's the entire like that's the parent company of idw publishing who does the comics and he and he said that like the idw publishing is really kind of the only place in idw that makes money uh, and a lot of the financial losses that they that they talked about And that caused the uh, like for them to do so badly recently was their movie and like TV division that they had started. Oh, wow. And so that's what caused a lot of losses, not the comics, because like IDW Sonic is I'm I'm pretty sure IDW Sonic is a bigger seller than the Turtles book is, especially at this point, because like IDW Sonic is still pretty new and the Sonic fandom is massive.
0: Yes, I, I, the mainline comic book. It wouldn't surprise me if it outsold the mainline Ninja Turtles comic.
1: Oh, absolutely! Like, uh, and, the, and the, well, that's the thing. Like, I, and and he made a point in his video, and it's I can confirm it's you know anecdotally correct. Uh, but my comic book store never has Sonic issues after New Comic Book Day. Like, mm-hmm. by the time I get there later in the day, they are sold out of <laughs> of Sonic the Hedgehog books, but have plenty of turtles yeah and turtles for them like they my store sells them pretty they they sell out pretty quickly too like you know if i go back the next week you know they may have like a couple cover bees left but that'll be it so yeah uh basically idw is not in trouble not as much trouble as you know some bad actors like to say
0: okay the big thing is those, the last Ronin, all I'm saying is that like, it's, it's huge and his soul
1: sells. Massively. Yeah. Sorry. And that's, and that's, uh, that's kind of where I was going with that. Was that like last Ronin, like, I don't think like last, I don't think people understand like how big last Ronin is for turtles, especially on the print side. Like yeah. it's massive. How much that's that book sold and like how that is kind of, I don't want to say he's redirected like the fandom and like that kind of like dark and gritty, you know, people who want that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is really interesting how it's shifted a lot of focus and it would be nice if Nickelodeon capitalized on that better. Yeah.
0: Well, cause we are getting a lot of licensed merch of it, like a lot. Uh- uh, as far as like figures and yeah,
1: I mean, the fact, yeah, the fact that we're getting the toy line from NECA is huge, like, yeah, and that's going to be running side by side with like Mirage, like IDW doesn't have that, which yeah. I mean, they should, but it, it but it, it's crazy, like, that's that's wild that that last Ronin is getting all of this out the gate, basically.
0: It is weird though that like we're getting all of this, like so much stuff just from a book you know like usually there has to be some sort of animated movie or like i don't know just just something that comes out that like puts this into like the public consciousness a little bit further i feel like before we get stuff like this but that hasn't been necessary for this
1: no like it it hasn't and that's what that's what i mean by like it's kind of shifted the public perception of like turtles because it is such a quote-unquote adult book like yeah. it's such a, it's so tonally different than from anything that's been done in turtles you know for the last 30 years
0: yeah you so know, i it, would i would love to see you know i would love to see like the rest of idw TMNT get the love that it deserves because i feel like with the last rodent people are finally getting like a peek at like how good ninja turtles can be that it's more than just, like, a campy series they watched when they were a kid that they love fondly looking back on. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what comic books, like, really, like, the Ninja comics from the beginning really have had to them. Is something that's more special than, than, I don't know, what a lot of people would probably write off Ninja Turtles to be. Which is, like, just a, just a kid's show that, you know, is aired on, on Nickelodeon. That it can actually be something worth, worth your time. And worth reading or even watching a new series that's aimed for you and older audience, not just for kids.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, hey, if you're looking for IDW merchandise,
3: I'm going to shift gears here to some other news that I saw today um, that I don't think I told you guys about. I'm sorry. Um, it, you're, not, you're not allowed to put
1: stuff in at the last second.
3: I'm sorry. I'm doing it. Mateus Santaluco, uh, you know, artist for IDW TMNT for a while. He's been working with, uh, I believe it's pronounced Faraboles Productions which is a French company to make statues based on his Ninja Turtles designs. They're really cool. I don't really have any details on like when they're coming out, but they've announced the Raphael and the Leonardo. Go check out his Instagram. They look really, really cool. Yeah. That's all I got. Dead air.
2: Nope. Sorry. Uh,
1: yeah. Like Keith showed us uh, that, the, that statue earlier and it is really cool. Uh, should definitely post that on the socials.
3: There's a RAF one too. Yeah. Um, I think it said it's limited to 750 pieces. So. Oh, no. no and, limited run. Yeah.
1: I know. <laughs> and closing out the news this week, we had, uh, if you saw uh, me post yesterday on Twitter and Facebook, uh, the 2013 uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles video game Out of the Shadows was randomly uh, relisted for purchase yesterday. Uh, the, uh, the 17th on steam for PC, uh, just kind of out of nowhere, no announcements, no anything, uh, which led, I mean, that normally just does not happen. Uh, so it did feel like an accident and I even put in my post, like it's probably a happy accident. So buy it now. Uh, and I was correct because within within the hour of it going live, it had already been uh, delisted again. Uh, so the people who did get a chance to purchase it were able to uh, keep it in their library as of now. Uh, so, you know, if you saw my post in time and were able to go buy it, uh, great. Uh, I did not take my own advice and buy it. I was literally on my way to work. <laughs> so I did not get a chance to buy the game. It was in my steam cart. Like I put it in my cart before I left to work and didn't, didn't finish checking out. And then, so like it got delisted when I was on my way to work. And so I was like, okay, cool. It's still in my cart. Maybe I can still buy it when I get home. And no steam was too smart for me. (laughs) It would not, it would not process my transaction. And then when I refreshed the page, they took it out of my cart too bad, bummer but i mean i did play the demo for the game uh back in 2013 uh on ps3 uh it is not a good game It it is it is not a good game at all um it's it's like the wish version of batman arkham city <laughs> like the combat system like tries to be that free flow combo system um and it 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 doesn't work quite as well in a fifteen dollar, you know, downloadable title. Um, and also the designs for the turtles are hideous. Um, it's like it's like an very ugly version of the 2012 series.
3: It's like, yeah, it's 2012 meets uh, the Michael Bay. Platinum Dunes movie. Big it, you know, cool.
1: yeah, you're right. Like it's it's very much and like 2013. It, it's a year before the first uh the first Michael Bay Turtles movie. Um,
3: I never had like, like, all the glitchy problems everyone else had with it. I I kind of liked it. Well, it you,
1: played it, on, you played it on you played it on
3: Xbox. Xbox. 360.
1: Yeah. yeah, and so and so Xbox three hundred and sixty apparently was the best version. Mm. Um, yeah. And so, like I said, I played the demo on PS three. They specifically like delayed the PS three version because. Apparently, like, it had been so buggy on PC and Xbox. And so, like, I think it, like, it it was almost like a year later it finally came to PS3, and it was still so bad. Uh,
3: See, I wanted to play it the other day, and my Xbox finally, like, 15 years later, red ringed on me.
1: Oh, no. I I thought you were kidding when you said that.
3: (laughs) No, no, not at all. It's a real thing that happened to me.
1: Bummer. Hopefully, if you get a new one, you can re-download it.
3: Uh, I have it on, like, an external hard drive that attaches to the machine. So I'm thinking I can take that off and just attach it to a new one or whatever.
1: Well, I mean, Xbox 360s are a dime a dozen nowadays. You can, Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I, I wish I had bought it just for the novelty of it. But I don't think I would have actually, like, played it. I wanted to see if it would run on my Steam Deck. That was really what I wanted. Yeah.
3: I really don't think it was as bad as everyone said. I, I kind of like the combat system myself. And there, and there like, are
1: people that like it, and, and yeah, I like, think they
3: did a good job like differentiating the turtles' combat really well. So,
1: but apparently, there was also like supposed to be an online component, so the, like multiplayer that never like the PC version never got it. Apparently,
3: oh. I remember. So the Xbox version did have it, and there was a level that starts with like a tidal wave of Mausers.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and i was playing with a guy online and he must have just like set the controller down because we just kept getting eaten by this tidal wave (laughs) having to start over like we'd make it like three feet and he'd be in the back getting devoured (laughs) we had to start over i was like screw this
1: that's funny yeah
3: all right well is that all of our news for the for the week
1: i think Um, that is
0: well when as far as comic books go in your comic book store Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Usagi Ojimbo, Where When, number three Three will be available. So we, we did mention that cover and stuff for four that's been solicited. Three will be in your comic book shop the day after this episode comes out. That's the 24th of May. And I need to eventually see when the other two crossovers that are down start coming out. Because <laughs> those should be coming our way soon, too.
1: Well, if you follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, Ninja Turtle Power Hour and Ninja Turtle PH, uh, you will see uh, every comic book Wednesday that has a TMNT issue. You will know which one it is because I do that every morning, every Wednesday morning. Every sure. Wednesday morning that has an issue on <laughs> weeks that don't have turtles issues, I don't post anything.
0: Cool. cool. Oh. All right. All right, Spencer, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're sticking with Season 7. We're going to be doing Episodes 22, 23, and 24. All right. So,
3: that is Revenge of the Fly, Alanis Awakes, and Dirk Savage Mutant Hunter.
1: Three what sound like great episodes for Season 7. Guys, thank you again for hanging out with us every week, like you do. Uh, Let us know somewhere on the internet what you thought of the show. Uh... If you thought Night of the Rogues lived up to the hype, did we sell it it well? Uh, Let us know. Ninja Turtle Power Hour, Ninja Turtle PH. We love you. Take care of yourselves.
0: So that's our show this week. Thank you once again so much for listening. And until next time, cowabunga dudes.
3: Cowabunga.
1: Hot soup. Yeah, so sorry I'm late. Uh I was watching the Madagascar movies for the first time. For the first time? For the first time, I have never seen them before. Uh I, I've always known about them. Like, you know, the Penguins of Madagascar is funny. Yeah. Um and I love King Julian. Like, but mostly like through audio clips.
2: Mm-hmm. And like so
1: yeah, well, just the the sacrifice joke from Madagascar yeah. 2.
2: Take
0: another like, sacrifice.
1: Don't, I don't want no, another please, sacrifice.
0: No.
1: <laughs> no, please, I've had enough for today. Because <laughs> like, that, that, that's a trending sound on TikTok right now. Oh, okay. And I just, like, fell in love with it, and I told my wife I would never seen it, and she's, like,
2: immediately looked for where it was streaming. And so that's it's... A little- uh, Streaming on uh Amazon
1: Prime, by the way, if you want to watch it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean I, I love Madagascar. The first one and the second one were staples of my childhood.
1: Well, like you and my wife are like kind of the same age. Well, she's oh. she's a little older than you. Um yeah. but
2: <laughs> she's crying in the corner, she heard me say that. Um <laughs> She's not older than anyone.
1: Um, you guys are about the same age, so... So, um... Like,
2: yeah, like, you... You and her would have, like, grown up with this movie. Okay. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, I
0: watched... Especially the second Madagascar. I watched that one so many times. So... That was probably it's, my favorite one.
1: It's favorite. funny so far, like, uh... I just got to the. um, How long is this going to take? Like, yeah, (laughs) just just got to there, and then I was like, I gotta go record.
0: When there's like all of the chimps, and you know they're all like trying to get maternity leave and like get their workers' rights with the with the penguins.
2: Oh, I haven't gotten there yet.
0: Okay. (laughs) That's the
2: the, movie. Okay.
1: And I know, like, I know, like, the Penguins of Madagascar. Like, that was a TV show.
2: Yeah, yeah, i watched wow. a few episodes of that. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's funny so far. I guess I can go back
1: to watching it after we're done. Sounds good.
0: Man, it's almost to the point where I'm just like, we just need to turn this whole thing off, shut it all down, just go watch Madagascar, <laughs> we'll record next week. <laughs> uh,
1: Madaga- the Penguins of Madagascar Power Hour.
0: The Penguins of Madagascar Power Hour. Kowalski.
2: <laughs> uh, bu- 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 i wonder if there's a
0: penguins of
3: madagascar podcast i did look it up in futurama rama is already a podcast but they haven't had a new episode in like three years so maybe we could just steal their name like we did with this one
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't want to just keep taking names from dead right. podcasts. i don't want to be known for that
0: like it was, it was an accident okay it was an accident i didn't like i i looked it up and I just didn't check Apple podcasts of all places. You know, mm. uh, that's yeah. probably where I should have started. Yeah. Uh, and then realized I'd made a mistake, but it was too late. I already made it, you know?
1: Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's not like they're gonna, they're not even on Twitter.
0: Yeah. they. Well, that one person tweeted at us and tweeted at them instead of us. I think.
1: Oh, wait, they are at
0: one time. On Twitter. Crap. You're yeah. right. Yeah.
1: It's fine. They didn't check it. But they're,
0: they're, <laughs> We're Ninja Turtle Power Hour. They're the Ninja Turtle Power Hour exclamation point, I believe. So there's a difference.
1: There is a distinction there, yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh anyway.
2: In uh blah 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 news this week. I don't know much. Uh there's that last Ronin. Um that last Ronin mini mates. Um Those look cool. Oh god, there was
1: something, and then I was, and then I completely like, I meant, I meant to like save it as like talk about this, but then I didn't do it.
0: Yeah, I've got a whole bunch of stuff that isn't Ninja Turtles news that's like news for me. Where I was like, oh cool, that's neat. You know, like the MK1 trailer just dropped today for the new Mortal Kombat game. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, what do you think of that?
0: I, I mean, they're, they're renumbering. It makes sense. And they're picking up where the last story is.
1: So, it, OK, right. so it, so it is like it's Liu Kang's new reality. Yeah, that's what um, it looks like. So, like, that's neat. Um, I know one of the guys in, like, that vision was Kung Lao. But, like, who was the other guy? The one in the cone hat, not the not the Kung Lao hat. I, I don't know. And so it's like, because I thought that was Luke Kang for a second, kind of like being Thanos living on that farm planet.
0: Oh, maybe it's a Raiden. Raiden's like a, just a human now.
1: Oh, good point. Yeah, I don't think anybody suspected that would be Raiden. Could be Raiden. It's so weird calling him Raiden because like, you know, you look at it and it's spelled Raiden, which is, but that's the Metal Gear character. So it's like, uh. but it's Raiden because that's how, you know, us white people have always pronounced it.
0: Yeah, I, I've always heard Raiden when people say it because yeah, why? yeah,
1: like the char- yeah. that character is very has very specifically always been
2: Raiden, huh. but it's but it's spelled right. Like, Isn't R A Y now? Is it? I've always seen it as
0: R A I D. Okay, so
1: yeah, so it is R A I, um, which is
2: Raiden. Oh. But R A I D is Raid, and you add an E N. But
1: Raiden oh, but, but, but is, yeah. how, is the, how they pronounce the Metal Gear characters. So it's like, hmm. Uh, Good I point. Then, I wonder would, if that is Raiden. I wonder if that is Raiden though.
0: Because he also does have cone hat.
1: No, you are right. Like that I didn't I didn't even think that it would that it would be Raiden or Raiden. Know, oh, that's man. my best guess. No, that that's a great guess. Or maybe he just has a little brother now. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm looking at... So as of the game's announcement, it's revealed uh, to, to feature reimagined versions of Liu Kang,
2: Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Raiden. Oh, that is... Yeah, it did say Raiden. Okay. So I guess that was him. Dope. Raiden, Johnny Cage, uh, Kung Lao... Katana
1: and Molina Shang Tsung will be offered as a pre-order incentive.
0: So I'm guessing that the kids are going to be gone now.
1: Yeah, I mean, because like I liked Cassie Cage, but
0: she was really the only strong one. Like, like out of all, yeah, like Jax's Jax's
1: daughter was like okay.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of love put into that character. Uh, Yeah, I don't know.
2: But but Cassie, but you could tell like Cassie got all the love.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, she definitely got all the love, and yeah, like you said, Jax's daughter is—I don't know—like he, even her like fatalities and stuff like usually involved like that shield or whatever. I don't know. Like they they tried making kind of more of an engineering engineer character. Yeah, and, well, and it wasn't bad, but
1: which I've never—I've—I haven't played a Mortal Kombat since Mortal Kombat Nine. So oh wow everything yeah. I know about all the characters is like through watching like videos. Okay.
3: I was recently, I put on that Pluto TV, uh, T- totally turtles channel. And, uh, they were like training. It was when they were in space or like training on a holodeck, basically mm-hmm. and, like Leo fights. Uh, I forget who he fights, but it's like street fighter, but then Michelangelo fights. Uh, I, I think it's, I think he fights Razar, and they do it like Mortal combat. At the end, he like he puts like a, a a pump into his head and blows it up like a balloon. It's like <laughs> balloonality.
0: <laughs> That's funny. It was really good. I just want to see you return at the Bay balldy. That's all. The which one? Bay Yeah. Turn him into like a baby. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> I
1: always thought it was called Babbletality. That is.
0: It? I was. I I don't know. Okay, I always pronounced it like babality, like it's a baby. Like anyway,
1: no, I mean that that probably is how it's pronounced. Well, uh, Sonya Blade.
0: Literally played the
3: DC. I forgot that.
1: Game. I forgot that Ronda Rousey played her in MK11. Oh wow. It was so bad. It was such a terrible performance.
3: <laughs> in the DC crossover with it, all the DC characters just had brutalities, so like they weren't actually killing. Yeah, them.
1: they weren't. They weren't allowed to kill. But like, which is. Which is funny because
3: he like he like crushes a dude's spine and then like puts a guy in a bubble and crushes it. It's like that guy is dead.
1: Yeah, which is which is funny because like
2: that's the last game in the original Mortal Kombat timeline. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? I don't Um, know if it's like
1: part of the I don't think it's part of the canon because it wasn't in uh, Raiden's vision in Mortal Kombat 9. Like the vision that causes him to create the new timeline, um, yeah. like but but going by release,
2: MK versus DC was the last game in that timeline. Because I think like Armageddon had come out just before. Was it Armageddon or Annihilation? I no, Annihilation was one of the shows.
0: I don't know. Like when I when I first got into Mortal Kombat, I like. I don't know. I went on this huge like a uh, hyperfixation thing, <laughs>
2: mm. and I found okay, this so video fighting games: Deadly
1: Alliance, Deception, and Armageddon were was that trilogy? Then MK Universe, then or MK versus DC. Then it was Mortal Kombat Nine, uh, the reboot. The reboot.
0: Yeah, I I went all in on it though. Like I I watched like I don't know four to more hours of just this video where someone cut like all the modes together.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like I've, I've of- I put a, I mean, I put a video on of like all the fatalities. Cause I was like, I just want to see like what's going on. And I was like, Oh, some nasty, like, and I, and then it's like, I like, I like pretty much all of the character designs. Like they're all really like Devorah is a really cool looking
0: character. Yeah, no, Devorah is way cool.
1: Um,
2: I named one of my characters in World of Warcraft Bo Rai Cho. He was a uh, Boirecho was a uh, Deadly Alliance and like those games. That's sure really yeah. Uh, apparently, is a very hated character.
0: Yeah, I can't remember who he was, but I, the name sounds familiar. Oh wait, he was—he's the guy that like farts.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. Yep.
1: The the drunken fist master.
0: Yeah, he he teaches. Isn't he the teacher of like Kung Lao and Liu Kang?
1: Yeah, I think I think so. And yeah. like, so I name I named uh my Pandaren monk in World of Warcraft Bowrightcho. Nice. Because I was like, that fits.
2: And he's like a brewmaster, so he like is a drunken fighter. Yeah. So I was like, that's cool. Uh. I kind of like. I mean, and you know, I grew up during the original era, so it's like Goro's always been cool. And now they're making like a new Goro action figure, and I really kind of want it.
1: That's like a hundred bucks, hundred something bucks. I mean, I've spent more on dumber figures.
3: Right, I just went back a week through Reddit. There was like no news.
1: Uh, yeah. So it's it's the mini mates and um. Out of the shadows getting relisted by accident, which I'm so annoyed I didn't buy it.
0: Yeah. It's already unlisted again, right?
1: Yeah, it, it got it got delisted like an like twenty minutes after I posted it.
0: I've heard it sucks though, so you
1: know it's Oh, it's like, not a good game. It's not yeah. a good game. I remember I played the demo for it on PS3 and it was terrible. And the PS3 version was like one of it, it got delayed because the Xbox and PC versions were so bad. Mm-hmm. And so they, and so they like had said that, uh, the PS3, ver- I mean, we're going to go over this in news. So yeah, no, yeah, we'll, um, then.
3: I'll save that for then. Yeah. I never had the problems with it. Everybody else seemed to
2: have. Yeah. But. Uh, anyway, I'm ready when you are All right. Let's get going. <clears throat>